It is Thursday night. It's 8 p.m. You know what that means. It's time for your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, and we are coming off an exciting Tuesday night, a dramatic Tuesday night, a controversial Tuesday night, and a whole lot of other stuff. We're going to talk about NXT versus AEW tonight, what went down with NXT and Dynamite went head-to-head. We're going to talk about the aftermath. We're going to talk about drama going on around it. We're going to talk about people having meltdowns. And who knows what all else. WWE had a pay-per-view last weekend, so we got Fastlane in the rear view, and we are on the road to Crown Jewel. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. Folks, we are glad you're here. Stay with us. Your Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. We are live here tonight. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is with you each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Got two of us here tonight, possibly a third. We will see if we get a run-in as the show goes on. But Will is here. Damian G from the Lone Star State joining me as we got a busy week to cover. There has been a lot that has happened this week, and it might work out that's just the two of us, because we got a lot to get into. We'll see if Silly Sellis joins us, but I'm pretty sure uh, Two Chains is busy, I think, at Comic-Con in New York City. Yes, he's at Mm Comic-Con. Yeah, so as it says at the top of the screen, big old media, wrestling, movies, comics, and more. Got to have some of the team covering New York City Comic-Con, so you're going to want to keep it peeled on the social media feed at big gold belt and of course biggoldbelt.com for what's going on with all that because i'm sure two james will be sending in some reports this weekend of everything he's getting into but we are here to talk about wrestling as we do every thursday night and this was a week this has been an interesting week because i get the feeling for me personally at least going into this tuesday i was just kind of like my feeling was like God, people are putting a lot of damn emphasis on this, and it really doesn't feel like something that should be that big of a damn deal to me. Because it's like, okay, yeah, Dynamite's having to move to Tuesday because of uh, the baseball playoffs. So they're coming on to NXT's night, but it's just for one week. It's not like it's a schedule change. It's not like it's a big, you know, pay-per-view or stadium event head-to-head, but you know, both sides loaded up the card and all this. But in the end, I was going into it, I was like, okay, but it's just a one-week thing. So, sure. you know, what what is this going to mean in the grand scheme of things? But I guess, you know, it goes back to, you know, they used to have that pay-per-view bragging rights. And I guess that's what it comes down to in the end. <laughs> this is this is all about bragging rights. And people want to be able to say, we did this, we did that, we put on this kind of show, and all that kind of stuff. I don't, going into it, Damien, what, 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 what was your take on uh, the Tuesday night tussle, <laughs> as I was thinking of it this week? 
Okay, so for context, last week we we talked about it, and a lot of us, if not all of us, were pretty much like, who cares? Like at this point, like we downplayed the whole thing because, as you stated, it was one day. It was going to be one day. It wasn't as if we were going to run it back to the Wednesday Night Wars again, you know, that we had originally. We've been going back to the Monday Night Wars that we all grew up with during the Attitude and Nitro era. Right. And so... I took that to think, you know what? You know who's going to win? The fans are going to win because there's going to be a lot of wrestling to enjoy, something for everyone. If you want women's matches, you got it. If you got random shenanigans, you got it. Something for everybody. And then, you know, the, the wrestling happens. As we predicted, it was awesome on all fronts if you want, if you liked something of those two shows. But then it was the aftermath that made me laugh, and it's what we kind of expected the tribalism on both sides took over a life of its own more so than anything the events could have done. You know, uh, we, you know, we grew up with Don King promoting things, right? Only in America. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so if you need promotion for your wrestling promotion, all you need to do is go on to the cesspool that is known as Twitter. And you will gladly see everybody hyping up everybody's show as if it's the civil war and we're drawing lines in the sand as if we're, we're taken to arms for this thing, you oh, know? Absolutely. And, and as the night went on, cause I ping pong back and forth. I'm not gonna lie. I went, I went between the two of them okay. and I personally found NXT the more enjoyable show for me strictly because they had more people and matches that I wanted to see. So does it make me an AEW hater? No. Does it make me an NXT mark? No. It said, hey, man, we have two options here. Something you're going to like out of both of them. And I did. I just happened to enjoy one more than the other. What's more puzzling to me is, is that you didn't hear a peep out of WWE about ratings wars and this, that, and the third. Sean, moved in, Sean moved in silence. You know what I mean? Where Tony was like, hey, look what we got over here. Forget about it. Take it out right here. You know, like <laughs> my man, and here's, here's how I know he, he took it too seriously. He went on Dan Levitard's show, which is one of my favorite sports shows since I was a teen. And he has a working relationship with them. And he pumped this up like it was the Civil War. He was on whatever, whatever drugs he was on when he went on that show that morning. He was on them because he was like, we have a great show and like full carnival barker mode. And I just got the sense that, oh, yeah, you're trying too hard because you know you're going to lose. Like, that's what I got from it. He was trying so hard. You knew he was going to lose. And it was one of those things where, yeah, and we'll get to the ratings, even though you and I don't talk about ratings a lot. He lost. Okay. Moving on, but no, and we'll get to that also. He couldn't leave it alone. Yes, and we we will we will get into the fallout, and the we'll aftermath, the fallout. and but yes, overall, first the first the shows themselves is what we gotta set, I mean, set the table with. Okay, I'll set the table with this. Y'all know me well. You and the team know me long enough to know that I'm a women's wrestling purveyor, or connoisseur, whichever way you want to slice that banana. Right. Absolutely. They had Asuka and Roxanne. And I told y'all last week that was going to be an interesting booking decision mm -hmm. because Asuka was undefeated on the NXT show. Right. Roxanne 
is the prodigal child on NXT in terms of in-ring acumen. Yes. I was tempted to see what was going to happen. It played out exactly how I thought it was going to play out. They gave the Empress her send-off, her welcome backs. The weird thing with Tiffany Stratton backstage, you know. She was treated in reverence. She was treated in reverence outside of Tiffany, but Tiffany got to work her character with her and have that little rub, which was, was I I felt that was perfect. John Cena, the fucking NXT crowd is singing John Cena's theme song. At what point did we ever think we'd go from John Cena sucks to people actually singing the theme song? Of it John was not Cena? him getting crucified at that ECW nope. show in 2006, Wh- which I was at. So yeah, there were from, two different things. Exactly. The furthest thing things. from it. That man was beloved in the performance center. And we talked about last week, the talents that were going to get the rub from working with those two, you know, also with Taker at the end, which that's a different story because takers just stay home, man. Just stay home. Um, my man and his kids. That's just, I just couldn't deal with it. But having Cena work with uh, Mellow and Trick backstage, right? Just I, it's just setting up the new era of upcoming NXT to WWE superstars, and that's why I enjoyed the show more because it was setting the table for what's to come when these talents inevitably get to the main roster, especially mm-hmm. the ones that were made for TV. So that's why I will give it a, a, a if I'm going to put it like in a, in a rating scale, like in a letter grade, I would say for me, NXT was a B plus. Okay. A, a, Very strong. AEW, AEW was a B minus B and that's okay for what it was. Yeah. There were two very different shows. There were two yes. very different shows. Six, eight, Jake check, checking in saying Cena had a very warm welcome. I mean, there's no other way very. to put it. Cena, like we said, was beloved down there at the performance center. Uh, the best way I can, and I, I, kind of, I agree with your ratings. I enjoyed the NXT show more because the NXT show had that novelty of, whoa, Cody mm. Rhodes is showing up on here. Cena's showing that, up yeah. on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all Heyman's showing up on here. The Undertaker showing up on here. So it was like all these big names that you've never seen in that environment before. So it was a unique deal as far as like, how are they going to utilize these people? How are they going to fit in? Like you said, who are they going to rub up against to give like some, some little spice to or something. That was the curiosity out of the NXT show for me. And that was it for a two hour show. That was, that was, that was enough to like, you know, for one week, it was Mm -hmm. a great idea. I think it was a great idea. You know, the novelty of that would wear off if that was the usual thing. And this wasn't a normal show. So it's like, that was a kind of, per- it was a special event, almost like, you know, like a Raw 1000 or Raw yes, 25th anniversary that's exactly what it episode. Was. Where it's mm-hmm. like, it's a one week special event. And that's what it was. The AEW show, on the other hand, from the beginning, looking at it, I was like, okay, this feels like another episode of Dynamite. Probably, you know, with maybe a more stacked card than some episodes. But yes. it felt like business as usual. You know, yeah, they had some like banger damn matches. I mean, hell, no one's gonna complain about Brian Danielson and Swerve opening the show and Not getting a good all. chunk of time. So th- there was some good stuff on there. They had some really good matches. Yeah, that of course we had a title change. You had uh Hikaru Shida winning the women's title from Soraya up in there, and their one you know weekly women's match of a choice that they put on. But that, that was kind of a surprise in there. So they threw a title change at folks, and uh, of course they had the pre-show with uh, Minoru Suzuki going on there with uh. Eddie Kingston. So they even did that. It went on YouTube 30 minutes early, trying to drum up interest. Like you said, Tony was trying to, Tony was trying any darn angle he could try to get 30 minutes commercial free. 
right? Thirty mm-hmm. minutes commercial free on both. Hell, AEW went like a good forty something minutes commercial and he, free. And, and Jake, Jake saying NXT's cameos made the show sign uh, shine for sure. Yeah, that was the and, that was the special mm-hmm. part of NXT. And Devin saying both shows were great, but I feel NXT got the upper hand by a little bit. Yeah, that's that's really I think that because I don't think anyone's going to tell you either show was bad. No, I'm I'm not at least. I mean, I, there's other people online that'll tell you. I guess I should say that would say one of the shows was bad, <laughs> but I thought both shows were good. They both did their own darn thing, and they were what they, they were, were very different shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just it is a Tuesday night. They're going up against the baseball players. The Orioles were getting blown out on Fox, so it wasn't much of a game. But when I started the night, I had three screens going because I wanted to see what was going on with the O's <laughs> being from DC. That's you know. They didn't have the Nats when I was a kid, you know, my old self. So I the O's you. were the closest thing to a local team <laughs> back then. So I'm partial to the O's, but that game didn't go anywhere. So as the night went on, I was like, okay, we just go down two screens and check in on that. But during the lot that night, watching it live, NXT was definitely getting more of my attention. And I think it was really just because that novelty of what Cena doing here. What's mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes doing here? How are they going to be reacted to? And there wasn't that wild card factor with that on dynamite it seemed it was you know it was it was a good episode of dynamite but it just didn't have that extra something in my opinion so i guess it had so it did have something extra on there well we'll talk is it it time to get into the most controversial thing of the night i mean if there's anything else that you enjoyed from both shows before we get into controversy uh anything else that really stood out to you aside from let's say danielson versus uh Strictly. Yeah, let me look here. I'm gonna look, look down the list here real quick. Uh, oh, the um, Dominic and Ilya dragging off—that was yes, a hell that was of a damn match at the top mm-hmm. of the hour. D- Dominic was hanging with him. D- Dominic's come a long damn way. I think we've talked about that a lot, but only the AEW list here. See who else is on there. And, oh, Edge, of course, Adam Copeland. Yes. His his first you know formal match with Luchasaurus. I thought it was fine. Maybe a little long, but yeah, when maybe was, about like five minutes too long, three minutes too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't say it was like, you know, anything like, you know, absolutely like amazingly great or anything, but for a first match in the company, it was what it needed to be. Cool. Christian is still hitting it out of the park with his, everything he is doing right now. <laughs> Christian. I mean, you can make a case, man. Christian might need to be get to get strapped up without world title. <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, man. I wouldn't be surprised. He's getting there. He's getting yeah. There. He's got a lot going on right now. And just the momentum he has going is is something else and it's definitely not as bumpy as a uh, some stuff we'll talk about in a second. Uh got that Jay White and Hangman Adam Page match in the in the just apparently in the ratings got killed going yep. up against the the Dragon Off and Dominic match. So when we get to the ratings we'll talk about that. Um Jericho put over a uh, powerhouse. Powerhouse Hobbs got yeah, steamrolled that, that, essentially. Got steamrolled and that to me I'm like okay, great. Let's see if it actually goes somewhere. You know, there's there's been so many starts and stops with him, and we've seen so many odd instances of Jericho supposedly hooking people up, you know, okay. action Andretti and all this, and just how does it pan out after the fact? You know, there's only so much a win over somebody is going to do. So that's a for me, that's a okay. I like that they did it, but wait now and what? see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Now what? Not getting too excited about that just yet. All right. That, that over, overall, I would say that's, that was the big stuff. So coming out of this show the next day and hell that night, probably out of both shows, the biggest thing I saw people talking about was the Bullet Club Gold segment with MJF and specifically 
Juice Robinson's involvement with uh, MJF in uh, the show. So, God, this, uh, this, this is a delicate issue. And some people aren't really taking it that way, but I'm going to tell you why I, to me, it came across. I was like, Ooh, okay. I mean, we've, we've all heard the story, you know, MJF Max has put the story out there about, you know, the quarters and the the incident that happened with him in high school with the football team team. throwing quarters at him and, you know, in an anti-Semitic manner and, you know, his identity as a Jewish male and all this. And so that, that story's out there. It's, it's, part of his character at this point i would say it's safe to say it's in hell it's enough to the point that people have been thinking for a while that something would be happening with him involving quarters that he'd right. be turned on by adam cole or something and quarters would be involved it's been put out there before and been discussed online so that that aspect is nothing new this was the first time it's been like the toes been dipped into it so if you weren't watching the show or if you haven't seen the actual part, the, they have a promo with Bullet Club Gold. Uh, Jay White's running down, you know, I, I have the title and all this. I have the belt. You're not, you have to come get it back for me. I'm going to be the champion, blah, blah, blah. And then Juice Robinson leans in at the end and talks about and I And I got something for you, too, with your name on it. And he pulls out a roll of quarters mm-hmm. and written on the quarters is Friedman mm-hmm. on the quarters. Now, a lot of people immediately are like, oh, well, that's his thing. He's been knocking people out with quarters for, for a while now. That's that, that The quarters aren't, aren't something that he just pulled out tonight. It's no big deal. It's part of his gimmick. Okay, I get that. I, I can get that. That's an established thing that Juice Robinson's had uh, going on. So I, I, I get that. Where it's odd to me is the specific detail that it didn't say MJF on the quarters. It said Friedman. Yeah, that's a bit too intentional to me, and a bit too leaning in towards like the plausible deniability goes out the window for me. Where it's like you put MJF on, it's like okay, it ain't great. The timing ain't great. What's going on in the world this week? But okay, it's it's a gimmick. It is what it is. You put his name on it, yeah. then it's like that's just an extra little twist of the knife. Where it's like you. That's where you're going with this. Yeah, that's the point you're trying to make. You're trying to make it uncomfortable. You're trying to go there. And of all weeks to do it, man. I don't know. What's your thoughts? Thoughts? Basically, the the, the big thought is, was it too much? For the week? Yes. Yeah. For the week, yes. Okay, but even take the timing out of it. The way it was done, the way it was handled. I mean, I don't know. Weigh in here. What what were your thoughts? Okay. So as we're, we're talking, I'm writing stuff down about the history of wrestling. Mm-hmm. We have seen the role of quarters been, being used long before you and I were alive, right? Oh, yeah. As a Old weapon, school. you know, and clocked in the head. Shoot, we talked about growing up in the in, in the neighborhood, you get beat with a sack full of quarters. Right. You know, like we, that, that's a staple, you know, what we've heard growing up. So for me, for me to hear that, see that wouldn't have been a big deal. So I get that. If you were like to your point about the gimmick. Friedman didn't have to be put on the damn quarters, man. Like, you didn't have to write that on the quarters. You could have just had a roll of quarters in your hand and dangled it or something. Yeah, the, I got something put, for you. Yeah. yeah, and then hold it up like yeah. a brass knuck or something. It's, it's an established part of his gimmick. So it's not like, like people, well, what's that? You know? Yeah. yeah. And it's the fact, like, you're right. They could have just put MJF 
You didn't have to put the name, the whole thing on it. Like I tell people in real life a lot, a lot, read the room. People don't have spatial awareness (laughs) in today's society. And the question, did I think it was in an ill taste given the time frame? Yes. Had you done it in another, let's say, month, two months from now or before now, mm-hmm. and this wasn't happening, I would have gave a little bit of a tap dance across the table, a little bit of a pass. Yeah. Two months prior. You know, one, somebody had to approve that to go live on air. I yeah. highly doubt someone said, you know what? I'm going to do this with nobody. I'm, you know, just going to business for myself and do it shoot style because you should be fired if that was what you wanted to do. We know this is part of uh, Juice's thing. Get heat, that's his gimmick, cool. But what I'm annoyed at, and I don't know, maybe you know the answer as well. Did MJF approve of this going live? Was this talked about pre-show, and did he give the okay? Because if he gave the okay, then I'm a little less vehement about it if he gave the okay pre-show it's or did tony just say trust me on this yeah it certainly seems like he did because he's posted a few times about this since it happened i can't imagine that they did that without him signing off on it so i'm very sure he was okay with it that said the timing of this week was horrible and just because he's okay with it still doesn't mean it should have been done on national tv this it doesn't make it right it right, takes the exactly. Out of it a little I think more. a lot of people are like, "Well, he was fine." I'm sure if he was fine with it and everyone's cool with it, then what? Why do you have a problem with it? It still doesn't make it still stinks, great. <laughs> yeah, the, the, something can still taste bad if you know something. It's like you know, let me find what he wrote here because he put up a couple things about this. So the morning after he put this up, and there's where people are thinking, "Oh, it ties into this event he's doing." So uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, October 11th, quote, tonight, that piece of shit, Juice Robinson, decided to bring up a story from my childhood that has left me scared. I'm glad he did. He brought awareness to something we've all gone through in one way, shape or form in our lives. On behalf of anyone who's ever been bullied for being different in any capacity, I look forward to leaving him scared, too. I also look forward to this Thursday and any promoting that today. October 12th at Gillette Stadium, he was going to be appearing at an event stand up to Jewish hate. So there's an actual event tied into this. So, okay, great. That, that, you know, that part, no problem with that. That, that, That's all fine and good. Now from there, he put up more. Okay. So then as the day went on, people were okay. A lot of people pointed at that immediately. I'm like, oh, this is why he did it. This is why they did the angle because he's doing this, you know, anti-Jewish hate uh thing this week event. Mm-hmm. so event i guess would be the best word for it yeah so that happened today i haven't heard anything specifically about that today but people are well that's why it had to be this week it was just timed into that okay so people kept talking about it all day long it, it has been quite the topic of conversation to the point that later on in the day he weighed in again with this muhammad hassan was portraying an evil muslim terrorist Mm -hmm. I'm actually Jewish. I've actually gone through this. This is my real life, my story. And I look forward to giving catharsis to every single person who's ever been oppressed or bullied. If you think I play with that or take it lying down or worst of all, hide from the hard conversations like like a coward, you're on crazy pills. 
I look forward to the hard conversations that start and creates. I look forward to people being further educated. My life's work is to stand up to any and all injustices done to people due to something as stupid as being different. To anyone that thinks this can't be done through the avenue of professional wrestling, that's an indictment on things that have happened in this sport's past. I look forward to bringing this sport into the present. I look forward to knocking Juice Robinson's teeth down his throat. And most of all, I look forward to getting back the Triple B. That was his second statement throughout the day. So I think between the two, it's safe to say he this was planned. He was in on it. It wasn't like he was blindsided by, you know, the well, then, idea yeah. of quarters being used in the angle. So I think it's safe to safe to assume that. Where I'm not crazy about his statement is things like, okay, one, Muhammad Hassan wasn't originally portrayed as a Muslim terrorist. That angle originally was about an American born, you know, um, someone of that descent who post nine 11 was then vilified by his fellow countrymen. That was like actually the interesting twist of that angle is they didn't go with the foreign menace thing. They went with the idea that I grew up here. I'm one of you. And now you're looking at me different. Correct. That was like the interesting part of Muhammad Hassan before eventually they just threw all that out the window and got to the point of, you know, he's a terrorist going after undertaker, which led to him being taken off the air. Mm-hmm. It literally killed him, killed his career when they went that route with it. Cause yeah. it was, it was too, too much. Another instance of bad timing because the London bombings when they did that whole thing. So, I mean, you talk about it ruined his career. It ended Muhammad Hassan as, as a thing. So the comparison isn't exactly apples to oranges. No, it isn't. I think in that respect. Um, now what he taught mentions with, how you know wrestling's passed with this kind of stuff that was something that definitely jumped out at me because wrestling does not have a good history with touchy stuff like this it doesn't have the nuance usually to handle something this delicate in a you know well-rounded manner i mean i think back over the years to stuff like you know we've talked about it before on the show booker t and triple h when they brought racial stuff into it during the Iraq war, when they have Sergeant Slaughter become an Iraqi yep. and Hulk Hogan, Mr. Yep. America. Yeah, it's just like, you know, when they try to mix current events into stuff, it never plays out in a good manner. No. It, it's always, it always feels cheap. It always feels tacky. It always feels, you know, carny. it feels dirt. Yeah. Carney and dirty, you know, and, He's, you know, as he says, like, okay, you know, that, that that's an indictment of wrestling's past. Absolutely. But that's what we have to go off of. So I think overcoming that history and that stigma is going to be extremely hard to do. And then now, now that he's brought all this up, here's another part of it that, that jumped out at me. So the way this has now been framed mm-hmm. is so best case scenario for juice Robinson is okay. This is prior part of his gimmick. Um, he's not really being anti-Semitic. He's using it to get under his skin. Okay. That doesn't sound great, but eh, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to use a racial epithet, but I'm not really racist. Uh, you know, I don't know about that. And then worst case scenario, what am I supposed to think now that in kayfabe, this character is a bigot, right? What, what for if I'm Juice Robinson, I don't know how how I crazy I am about doing this because for him, how does he come out of this 
in a good manner. He does. That's the only two options I'm seeing here in kayfabe, you know? Right. And, and we'll, let's not even talk about how this affects the person, yeah. you know, like a, away from the ring. Cause we talked about just now about how Muhammad Hassan, the character that died. So the wrestler, Mark Apani portraying him has had, to to, had to go. Yeah. Had to go. UPN was like, no, gone. We, and we, gone. Avoid, we do not want to see him again. He has to be Ever. gone. Yeah, yeah, so period. we never saw Mark Apani ever again. Yeah. So how does this affect the the person portraying the Juice Robinson character? Like, right. is this going to because it's made the rounds on places like Fox News, for instance? So TMZ who's picked say, it up. Who's yeah. to say that some people who take wrestling a little too seriously are going to now view this person as a full fledged bigot right. because that, of the actions of being on camera? Forget the character. It, the person. Right. That's just, is like, this is a very delicate issue being brought up in a week where there is a lot of high tension mm-hmm. in that, in that part of the world. And if, and if you're, if you have a Jewish background, now feel free this week. And there's just, yes. there's a lot of all times that this wouldn't be a good thing. You know, like you said, on another week, I think we'd still be having this conversation, just being like, "What are they doing here?" But of all weeks to do it, it was just like, "Whew, tensions are high already." And then you throw this out there, and just you know, I mean, I think a lot of people, we know, you know, we, we get it, we get that it's a TV show, but not yes. everybody does, not everybody does, and that's just it. So I, I'm curious, and, and, and that's coming out of this. Other than those statements that MJF has made, I haven't seen. There's been nothing from Tony Khan about this, and Lord knows he's been online. We'll talk about that in a second. He, he's not. <laughs> he's not addressing this. Other than MJF, you know, bringing up those two statements, um, there hasn't been like any real statements no. from the company or anything about what what they're doing here. And so, there hasn't. No. There hasn't. So, so where, that's where so you... that's what goes back to what we're talking about. For them, it was a wrestling angle of just like, all right, well, just this is just moving the story forward. It's and heat. Max said, okay, that's yeah. it. Yeah. We're, t- we're taking it as the audience as something that more than what it was. I- obviously, we do it for a lot of things in professional wrestling. We take things a little too seriously or life in general. The timing is the thing. Again, I, I will end it by saying the timing was completely wrong to do this. You could have just waited. You could have just not done it. You could have just hit him with quarters and not said nothing about it to keep the angle going if that's your gimmick. But right. you, you you chose that day to do that specific thing for the the angle. And I'm like, look, I, I'm does it bother me only because of the timing? Overall, it's a wrestling angle. If everybody was okay with it, like we said, it doesn't make it right, but it happened. That's, yeah, at, at this point, it. we got to see how it's followed up on and if right. they keep leaning into it or if they dial it down. I don't know. I mean, it could very easily, the way this has gone down, I could easily see it being one of those things where they don't specifically mention it again after this and just kind of allude to it. But, and you I know, want, and I also do want they to keep, do they keep replaying it or is it just, you know, how about we get them, we move on from it? Yeah. I would let, I would not replay it. I would uh-huh. just move on from it and just uh-huh. be like, all right, if you know, you know. If yeah. you don't, even better. Yeah, I hear you on that. All right, we're about halfway through things tonight. So let's do this. Let's go to our commercial break. 
We'll come back. We'll talk. We still got kind of the aftermath of the of the Tuesday night stuff again. We we we've mm-hmm. dealt we've dealt with the shows now. Now we got to talk about the aftermath because people have been tweeting. People have been seeing to have a lot of drama about Numbers. how the ratings came <laughs> out, and then hopefully we'll get to talk about some fast lane too, depending on how much we get into here. But thanks for being with us, folks. We will be back right after this. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, and we'll be back in just sixty seconds. Big Gold Belt Media is your golden standard for all of your media needs. Visit BigGoldBelt.com for pro wrestling info, movies, comics, and even more digital content. On all of your social medias, follow us at Big Gold Belt all across the board. Listen to this show and more on your SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for being with us here tonight, folks. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We have uh, broke down, I guess, all the stuff with the Tuesday night tussle as far as uh, the shows themselves, what caught our eye and all that. So now let's talk about the aftermath because it's definitely been a... This really has been the story of the week. Just this Tuesday yeah. night show and what happened and them facing off. And here we are two days later and it's, it's still going on with a sordid drama. So, of course, the next day, everyone was waiting for... What's the ratings going to say? And Laura knows we don't like getting into the weeds on the we ratings won't. here, but it's caused a lot of drama this week. So here's what happened. Four o'clock yesterday, the ratings drop. NXT, 921,000 viewers, uh, 18 to 49 demographic rating of 0. 0.30. Dynamite, 609,000 viewers, 18 to 49 demographic rating, 0.26. So in both viewership and in the prime 18 to 49 rating, NXT comes out ahead. Viewership by over 300,000 people. So a significant difference there. The the demo a little closer, but still, either way, both categories, NXT wins the numbers game. Which, man, it was their night. They loaded up the show with all the star power. Yeah, I think the only real question to me was I figured they would probably win it. The question was just how big of a number they would get. And I was also kind of curious to combine what the number would be. So right. roughly about mm-hmm. one and a half million. My only prediction going in, I was like, they ain't going to have two million people between the no. two of them. So I was like, there's too much going on. And just that we know these the Tuesday sh- show to begin with. NXT isn't a big deal, but it has been on the rise lately, ever since it's been adding star power like Becky Lynch and all that. So their numbers have been trending upward, whereas AEW has been kind of flat as it has been. And of course, this isn't their night. So they were the speculation was they would take a hit. And they certainly did going down to 609 for this. Um, But yeah, so both categories, the winners NXT numbers wise. Um, Did that surprise you in any way? Were you thinking it might be a little closer or was it pretty much? No, I actually thought it was going to be what's surprising. I thought it was going to be more of of a gap. Uh, between okay. WW, NXT and AEW. So I'm not saying it was close, obviously, but it was closer than I thought it was going to be, to be quite honest. I thought okay. they were going to really destroy them um, more than what they did. So I guess 
if we want to talk like to sports, like, hey, instead of getting blown out by 50, it got blown out by 30. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, got, and the million dollar question, got, I would love to know that we'll never know how much of that crowd was flipping back and forth. You know, how many of them were like, yeah, I was doing it. You know, yeah. It's like, how many were sitting there like, okay, flip, flip, you know, and just not sitting there watching the whole thing. I, I would love to know that. That's the million dollar question. We'll never know is how much overlap was there between the two audiences in those numbers we got there. But that said, numbers come out. That's that. The 24 hours we've had since then, since now it's Thursday night, those numbers came out yesterday. Tony Khan. <laughs> Oh man, he has had a heck of a week. As you mentioned earlier, he was in heavy promotion mode going in to this Tuesday. And uh, I don't know if, like you said, that he he was just bound to determine that, you know, we're putting on the best show possible. We're, you know, we're, we're on this role. We, we filled Wembley and all this. And I don't know if this number sent him over the edge or it's just, he was just in his head, not convinced this would happen. And just this, you know, because hell, Lord knows in the Wednesday Night Wars days, AEW for the most part, you know, nine times out of ten, they came out on top. But, right. or at least, you know, they'd be able to say, oh, we won the demo. But none of that here. It's, you know, both both categories, nothing there. I, wa- I want to pull up what he's been posting, because he has been a, on a uh, interesting tear. Oh, I got the main, the main one I could just tell you. Oh, right okay, you, 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 bring, you bring it in here. You bring it yeah. in here. Get us going on this whole deal. This week... Two active decades-long rating streaks from two great legends were ended. With all due respect, until this week's head-to-head AEW on TBS versus WWE on USA, neither John Cena nor The Undertaker had ever been on a WWE show with under 1 million total viewers, plus under 400K in the demo. (laughs) My mans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and your point is <laughs> like, what yeah I mean, I mean i think the best response i saw to that people there was like what is he doing um i think the best response i saw to that was yeah um what about edge on your show thank you <laughs> so, apples and oranges i mean you know mm-hmm. if we want to make a comparison here i mean hey same thing happened to you, man. And so, and I'm I look at a tweet right now. I wanted to tell you earlier, but I'll I'll, I'll say it now. Over uh, share Delaware on Twitter. She put X. Put look if you want to keep it a hundred. The show was 20, 2005 to two thousand fifteen WWE main eventers versus two thousand five two thousand fifteen WWE main eventers on both shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the most part, yeah, it was the greatest hits package. You know, you got Edge holding down the Ford on Dynamite. You got Cena on there. Man, hell, how much did they feud back in the day? It very much right. was. It was. It was the ruthless aggression era. Yeah. So if we want to say the ruthless <laughs> aggression era had almost 1.7 million people tuning in. <laughs> yeah. Six eight Jake saying uh, AEW appeared to also have a drop in viewership week to week. Oh no doubt because they were on. Oh yeah, night. it's been struggling yeah. since um since uh London. It's been struggling since Wednesday. yeah, yeah, and 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 Lord knows, I mean. Edge's debut last week did not set the the world on fire. So, Which we didn't think it would anyway. Well, I think, and I, honestly, I think that's really because in my mind, I know I could be wrong about this, but I think what's happened with Edge, Adam Copeland, is he came too, he came over too quick. He hasn't mm. been gone any at all. He was, you know, gone for all of a month maybe. 
but we've seen him so much recently in WWE. This isn't like when CM Punk returned, you know, right. or it's like, so Oh my God. Well, yeah. yeah. It was like a whole, it's like, well, we've been seeing this guy. He's been around and I'll say it. He, he wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire in WWE. So for me, all I was kind of like, well, his, his return run hadn't been that damn great. It's had some moments here and there. I really liked the farewell match with Sheamus, but a lot of his matches, I was just kind of like, eh. So him coming over here now, I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah. uh, that's cool. There's a lot of new people he can wrestle, but it's not blowing my phone up or nothing. And know? that's the thing. <laughs> and, and and I think a lot of people were overshooting, overstating the fact that Edge wasn't having banger matches with everybody in WWE before he came over to AEW, the Sheamus match, notwithstanding. We still got to remember, Edge is 49 years old, man. You right. can't expect him to be having five-star classics with every single talent on the roster. He damn near 50. So if you really want to hang your hat on, yeah, this almost 50-year-old wrestler with a over 25-year career at the other place is going to revitalize us like he's Chris Jericho jumping ship for the first time. That's totally wrong. That's the yeah. wrong mindset to have. If anything, I was happy for Adam Copeland, the person. Like, hey, I want to try something different. Maybe he got the bag, what have right. you. But what has been Tony's, one of Tony's biggest, I want to say, flubs in terms of, of AEW when he brings over new talent? The pop first, we'll figure everything else out later, which right. usually leads to a failed experiment. So we got the pop for Edge at the pay-per-view or the premium live event. And your first match with him is Luchasaurus and you put him right with Christian. Right. Go the Christian it. round and pair them up or tr try, you know, tease the tag team, but Christian doesn't want it. And Christian's being a bad guy right now. So, you know, again, leaning right into, let's go to the early 2000s. Let's go right. to Edge and Christian. It's like, uh, I, it's That's another like reason why I wouldn't want to watch. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. Yeah. It's not going to make me want to watch it. Christian burying everybody else on the microphone. Sure, I'll tune in for something like Christian that. Christian is funny. insanely entertaining right now, but Correct. I'm not looking to rehash Edge and Christian. No, you know, at all. What's made Christian is him. I want him doing stuff with different pe new people. You know, mm -hmm. him being involved with different faces with Darby and with you know uh, Nick. Um, what's his butt? Um, um, oh my god. Um, um, the kid, the kid. Oh my god. Um. Nick Wayne. Uh, Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that's been interesting is him working with different faces, but I don't know that. Yeah. yeah so what else did Tony put up here? I'm looking at this. So have, after the rating came out, he put up, thank you all who watched AEW dynamite title Tuesday last night. I thought last night was one of our best shows that we've ever done. The fans in Kansas city were tremendous. The wrestling was great. And last night was the best birthday I've ever had. Thanks to all of you. So his usual, Everything's always the best. His usual. Yeah. Always. Mm -hmm. the best. Hey, promoters are going to promote. That's fine. If he had left it at that, fine. I can't fault him on, you know, hyping up his product because he's got to do that. He's got to be a salesman. But there's been all these odd shots at like taking shots at Vince for whatever reason in the last 24 hours. And like, you know, Vince has allegedly used his power and influence to shoot a lot of shots. And it's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, what's what, happening? What, 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 what are you gaining by taking shots? Yeah, we, we know Vince is, 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 a, is a dirty guy. We know that. And it's old news. Wrestling's a dirty business. You're not telling anyone anything they don't already know. And I don't, is it just, um, I don't know, is this a 
tro- trolling for the kids online? Do you think is that the extent of what he's doing? But I mean, this, this is a guy like, but he's he's around forty or something, right? I mean, he's not a young kid, but no. the the behavior though seems so much more like you know so much younger to me. When I with see him to- doing with Tony, stuff. yeah, no, you're right. Because with Tony, what I get is he's one of he's a super wrestling fan that just happens to be super rich and can run a promotion. He's a message board guy. From that's what he day. is. And, yes. Yeah, and, and I guess that's still, that's still in him. I mean, I don't know. It makes me wonder. I mean, I don't know what his personal life is. If he's has a relationship or anything, but it's like, I, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. We're like doing this stuff would be like at that age where it would like, it would come across that great, but I don't know. Maybe it's just, you know, Hey, you're you're trying to market to a younger audience. This is the kind of stuff you gotta do. You gotta go on, you gotta go on there and talk your shit. Right. You know? Promoter's gonna promote, sure. But promoters have same- run, that's fine. Yeah. I, I just don't I don't get the idea of like how he's going so heavy on the digs at WWE when it's like, dude. What they, else has he got there? Yeah, but it's like if when you have more to be able to say, well, we did this, you know. We beat him in this rep. It's like, you didn't beat him in anything this week. So it's like, it just comes across like, to me, it comes across like sour grapes. You That's know? exactly what it is. Yeah. He's it's like, grasping when, you, when, it, when you can at least point to like, hey, we, we did this better than you. You know, mm-hmm. like how back in the day, WCW, we, we got this cruiserweight division. That's something you don't have. We got right. all these, you know, we got all these technical wrestlers, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, all these of that, you know, these young and up and comers, and you got these old guys, mm-hmm. you know, the Nacho Man and all that, you know, that, that stuff, you know. <laughs> well, that was that thing about WCW at the time. But, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like when you can, when you have something you could point out that's different about your product, that's yes. not what he's doing in the last 24 hours. He's like, he's making it personal. And that's, and that's always to me, it's like, you know, it goes back to the whole idea of like, you know, when you got to take, start taking personal shots, that's never a good sign. I think that, sometimes that, 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 he's too thin-skinned for wrestling. Honestly, for this yeah. for this industry, he's way too thin-skinned, man. It's, it's uh, take his Twitter away now, please. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've kind of seen a lot of today. Is people just being like, "Take his phone," and a lot of people are being like, "No, don't take it. He he needs to keep pushing." It's like at this rate, he keeps pushing, he's gonna end up saying something that's gonna get him slapped with like a libel suit or something. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he does need to be careful with what he's doing here. Shouldn't he be Lord putting knows, over his talent? You you would think at least be, be hyping. Hell, he's not. Where's the hyping up a collision? You know, <laughs> we got new tag team champions. We yeah, got new tag yeah. team champions, and not not one peep about that. Like, oh wait, FTR dropped the belt in three minutes. Like, holy crap! No, we're not talking about that. <laughs> well, there was that, and there was like he was also dunking on people that would like you know that were responding to him and just say you know we're not gonna watch and all this. And he's like, whoa, we don't care. He put the Roddy gif, you know, with who gives a fuck and all this. And it's kind of like. I don't know. I guess it goes it goes back to we've talked about this before that a lot of their marketing seems to always be preaching to the choir, mm-hmm. preaching to their hardcores, and like you mm-hmm. know, popping them so they can all high five each other and be like, Yeah, yeah, you told them and just I don't know. I guess yeah. try, trying to get trying to, you know, try, trying to get, you know, trying trying to rabble rouse his core audience. Right. And I guess we think of the idea that that'll attract people to it mm-hmm. to want to be part of it but there is an aspect of that though that also some people are just gonna be like no it's gonna turn people off you Correct. know at the same time so i don't know and i don't know if part of its frustration with you know 
we've we've talked about you know what their attendances have been recently. Uh, you know, there's a lot of footage going around of these buildings that aren't God, don't have a lot of people in them, and mm-hmm. the stuff coming out of Wembley where you know there's been God all the drama, hell, all the months of drama with CM Punk. You know, that overshadowed a lot of stuff. The drama coming out of Wembley with what was the attendance and all this. And so people were so concerned about the attendance of that as opposed to the show. I don't know. I think that's there's always been just so much stuff that overshadows what's going on there. As as far as it's focusing on what the show is. And I I think I think that's hurting them right now. So so that brings up an interesting question. I'm going to I'm going to pose to you. Yeah, you were if you were TK. Mm-hmm. How would you pivot from this to try to just let stuff go and just move on to the next? What do you think would be his yeah. best thing to do right now? Yeah, well, and that and like we started the show saying this was a one week thing. Yes. They're not switching nights. It was a one week thing because of baseball. Just look at it as that. You mm-hmm. you you lost this battle. You in this battle, you got your ass handed to you. He made that one statement saying, you know, we had a great show, blah blah. That's all he should have said. And move on, start focusing on collision on Saturday, dynamite next week, because you're not having to go up head to head again. This time you got your butt handed to you. It happens. But it's not the end of the world. Hell, you're making money. You're, you're you got you got stuff going on. Concentrate on, you know, you got a TV deal to close. You got bigger fridge to fry than worrying about taking shots at WWE for the one week you went, you know, head to head. You know. So that that I would just be eyes forward. Upward, non-routine. You know, hey, we got a show Saturday. We got a show next Wednesday. Honor that. You know, luckily, we're not having to do this week to week. If they were in a situation where now this was a week to week battle, then there'd be a lot more to be concerned about because you know you'd be having to come back next week and do this again. So that that would be my thinking. I don't know. How? How? Well, no, what, what's your thoughts? I, I'm with you. I'd be for, more focused on the bigger picture. Uh, if anything, this makes me realize okay, maybe I shouldn't be trying to, you know, box with God as the term is, you know, and, uh-huh. and run in my mouth and just focus on my little engine that could and mind my own business over here while still trying to build my viewership. See, you, we brought up something earlier about dwindling viewership. Right. I'm more concerned about that long term because how many episodes of this podcast that we've talked about, well, if, if the ratings continue to tank, where are they going to go? You know, what network's going to take them on? Are they going to go the way of the hootie? You know, and Mm -hmm. and then we'll never be able to find them. So I would be more worried about putting on quality product, just good, good talent, good matches. Do what brought you to the dance. Lean on your talent to do the talking for you and your fan base. Like I said earlier at the beginning of this show, let the fan base promote for you and just hype up the shows like a regular old promoter. You don't got to be over here trying to gunsling on social media. Just focus on putting out a quality product and building your ratings from here. And I, I, let me just say this. For all the uh, AEW fandoms out there that think that they are eventually going to crush WWE if they went head-to-head more often, uh, you know, you, you're not ready for the main roster kids. Okay, let's just put that to bed right now. So if AEW decided to move to Fridays permanently to match up against SmackDown or whatever day they go on or Raw, take that out your heads right now. It's not going to happen. Let's just enjoy the fact that they are an alternative to WWE and Impact and what have you and move from there. Yeah, being an alternative product is not a bad thing. 
No, it's and not. It's just the, the lane they're in right now. That that's what they got to focus on. Focus on differentiating yourself in, by what you're presenting, and just mm-hmm. don't even bring them up. There's just there's no good that's going to come of that right now. No, I think, especially after this week, because now hell the, the 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 trolls out there that you know are on the WWE side, they got all the they got full clips right now. Because they're sitting there being like, you got your ass kicked, you know? And that's, so it is what it is. And an objective fan could counter and say, well, yeah, you, because you were supposed to. Had it been, right. you know, had they caught you, <laughs> that would be embarrassing. Ima- imagine the drama if they, if, if they had pulled it off and beat them against that loaded show. That that would have been huge. A couple years ago, probably would have been a good chance it would have happened. You know, well, the, mom- the momentum shifts. It is what it is. All right, we, we, we've talked about this enough. enough enough about the tuesday drama we don't like ratings anyway i <laughs> uh, no, enough about that we covered it every which way so we'll see what happens with this if hopefully this is done for the week and uh see what which happens on the shows next week wwe had a show last saturday we forgot the fast lane it wasn't the fast lane to wrestlemania though <laughs> you know i like yeah. when it was the fast lane to wrestlemania i'm not sure why the fast lane is randomly in october the fast but lane to survivor series <laughs> maybe well, the fast lane to crown jewel we gotta get through crown jewel first so, um, yeah, this was the way I looked at this is I wasn't on the show last week. The way I was looking at this show was this is a televised house show in a way. That's all it was. Cause it, cause it was like, it, it's not, you know, there's nothing too huge. It's a lot of running back matches, run back Seth and Nakamura again. And we got some other stuff going on. It was like, you know, six or so matches and they're all fine matches and all that, but also mm-hmm. we're still like got crown jewel. Then we got survivor series. There's no Roman Reigns on the card. So it was definitely, you know, back in the day, a B pay-per-view. This was a B pay-per-view. So, which is fine. It, it's October. That's what's going to happen in October. It's, it's not a tentpole huge event. Um, to me, I would think, I kind of think the most notable thing coming out is what they did with the tag titles that uh, Cody and Jay are suddenly tag champs, which just mm-hmm. seems incredibly odd to me. <laughs> Jay Uso as a tag champion without his brother and Cody, Mr. Finish the story with tag titles also suddenly. And uh, with one of the former bloodline members, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's going to last too long where it's kind of like, Oh, okay. That's a thing they did. I don't know. What was your thought that, that to me, that was the biggest thing that stood out to me is what they did with the tag titles. I mean, the biggest highlight is the, is the press conference. Let's, let's be real here. You saw the press conference. (laughs) Right, Uh, right, right. (laughs) You know, Cody Rhodes say, never mind. Mm -hmm. Um, just, that in and of itself was entertaining, but you weren't on the show. You're right. Well, I, and I forgot you weren't. So we talked about basically about being a B-level house show and what was going to be the, the wet fart match of the night with all the silence. And it, we thought it was going to be the LWO versus Lashley and the Prophets. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and what I took from the show watching it in, in the replay, the thing that interests me most is the switch of John Cena now. We're not we're not relying on Cena's star power to be the box office main attraction for the match. We're relying on him to give the rub now to those people coming up. I.e., if you watch the tag match uh, of him and 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 LA Knight versus the Bloodline, mm-hmm. Cena played the face in peril the entire match. Like he wasn't waiting for the hot tag. Face. Yeah, he <laughs> gave the hot tag. Right. And, and, and that has been seen as role this entire new run of his, where he's putting everybody else over as like being the cheerleader of these talents. You right. know, what LA Knight 
now being the recipient of such actions. Uh, it basically just reaffirmed for me that LA Knight, you could say lighting in a bottle, you could say that he's got it, whatever, what have you. They made the right decision to, to wait a little bit longer to pull that trigger on LA Knight, but they can't wait too much longer because John Cena gave the rub now. So what else are you going to do? You know, what else are you going to do to, to, to delay the ascent of LA Knight? Because now that Cena gave him the okay, the, the next logical step is to go through to go through whom now? Because now you got Cody chilling over here in the tag division with Jay. And it's still weird going in, into uh, Survivor Series because I don't really see a clear direction for the storylines now. Because like you said, uh, Crown Jewel, what is it going to be Drew versus Seth? Right. Is that is that going to make me want to watch? No. You know what I think they're going to do? I think they're going to put the rocket on him. I got a feeling Crown Jewel will have Roman Reigns on it because it's a Saudi show and the prince is going to get what he wants. I think we might get a Roman Reigns in LA Knight at Crown Jewel. And do a schmoz finish or a title change? So, no, there ain't going to be no title change. Exactly. There ain't going to be no damn title change. He's going to run into a brick wall there. and It's going to be what it is. But I think they're going to do a deal that they've done a lot of times where it's like they're going to put him all – they're going to give him his shot. They're going to give him all the momentum through the month. He's going to go up against Roman Reigns. He's going to get beat. But then he'll settle in right underneath that, wherever he's going to be. You know, whether it's right. going to be U.S. title, intercontinental title, tag team with somebody. You know, he's he – no one's taking Roman off there right now. So no. him being beat by Roman ain't going to hurt him. It ain't going to hurt him. The key right now, be it'll elevate him getting to have that main event and get a high profile match. That'll be like, you know, okay, we're, put, we're got you up here. In the, that will put him in that top mix. But mm-hmm. I think it'll be a one and done. And then we'll go into, you know, is Survivor Series going to be war games again? It sure seems like. It looks that we're going there. Mm-hmm. The way the way Raw's looking with, like, Cody's putting together an army with Jay and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and whether they're just going to go against the Judgment Day or, or what, you know, or, or a possible maybe two people from the Judgment Day and two people from the Bloodline since they're doing this whole deal with Rhea and Paul Heyman talking. So maybe that's the deal. Maybe that's the deal. They kind of do, like, a, a melded bloodline judgment day super team against like the Cody Rhodes army, the Cody all-stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cody also superpowers like his dad had back <laughs> in the day. That might be where they're going for survivor series. So I in the meantime, okay, you got this one show, have LA night, you know, have, and then he can be, he can be part of the team. If they do five man teams, that, that might be the deal. Cody. So Cody, Jay, Sammy, Kevin mm-hmm. Owens, Kevin. and LA night as a five man mm-hmm. squad yes. against, uh, It'll probably be Roman, Jimmy, uh, Solo, Solo, and then uh, probably Priest and Balor. Yeah, and have Dom do shenanigans. Yep, there you go. There you. I mean, that's that's a that's a five man war games I could get behind. I I would love to watch that. I would actually want to watch that right now. To be quite honest with you, we might have just booked war games right there. (laughs) They do five man squads. I can't. Did they do five people last year? Can't remember. Was four or five? I think it was five. Well, typically it's either four or five. So yeah, it's always been four or five. One of the two. I'm trying to remember last year when they did Survivor Series. They did. Pretty sure it was five. Pretty sure it was five. No, it had to be because yes, no, it had to be because the Bloodline team was Roman, the Usos, Solo, and Sammy. And Sammy. Mm -hmm. So so it was five man squads. So there you go. We made five man squads. There we go. Boom. We booked it for you. You're welcome, WWE. There you go. There you go. Before we get out of here, one one other thing I want to bring up about Fastlane. This proved to me 
that Seth is stale as hell. His <laughs> wardrobe and his theme song are more over as a champion, in my opinion, than he is. Because it's time for a change. It's time. It's been time, and I, and I think that change drew Mac as a heel. I, I, mm-hmm. I want to see Drew Mac flip the switch. He'll he'll be fresh. It's been you know he's, he's been around, but he hasn't been around a ton. And I, I really would like to see Drew Mac in that role, like yeah. at, at Crown Jewel. Do the switch there. Have his first match out. Just let's do it. Let's do and it. And isn't that what he wanted? Up. He wanted to win a championship in front of a large crowd. Yeah, not in a performance center. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this would be the perfect opportunity in, in in Saudi Arabia or wherever it's being held now. Like. I think that's the perfect place for him to turn officially heel mm-hmm. and then win his title in front of a large crowd. And it goes back to remember uh, last the last Saudi show where Bianca lost the title to Oscar because you didn't you didn't think they'd be able to do it over in America. They did it overseas right. to right, drop yeah, the yeah. title. So it, it'd be a similar thing. It's like, well, do we really want Seth to drop it here or would we rather just do it overseas? Yeah. Like you said, the prince gets what they want. So if the prince says, you know what? I don't really like <laughs> Seth having the title anymore. Right. There we go. If the Perfect prince just wants something title. newsworthy on his show, he's shelling out all that money. He's like, hey, look, we gave you a world title change. So yep. on my show. Yeah. There you go. There Can you, you go. imagine if Tony Khan, you know, was was the prince of, of like a Saudi show? No. How Lord. he would have something booked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, his fantasy booking would be out of control. It would oh, be something no. else. It would be something else. All right, folks, we are at our hour. I was wondering how we were going to get there tonight with all Man, this uh, Tuesday night drama. We had a lot of Tuesday night drama to talk about this week, but we got it done, me and Damien, this week. We'll see who's here next week with folks traveling and with conventions going on and all kinds of stuff. We will see uh, which of the gentlemen show up next week for the show, but stands right now. I should be around. So I'll I think be I'll here. be available next week. So we'll see what's going on. Cause we are now on the road to crown jewel in a few mm-hmm. weeks. There's Halloween havoc coming up for NXT That's and uh, I guess full gear for AEW. So for once there's not an AEW pay-per-view immediately happening. Like there has been for the past, like about six to eight weeks. Space been on, like, is that good. Cycle. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of space here. So we'll see. Like We gotta see the fallout from all this uh, drama this week. So we will be back Thursday night, 8 PM next week to talk about all that, what's going on in wrestling. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, our boy two chains is at New York comic-con. So as it says at the top of the screen, big gold, uh, big gold belt, media, wrestling, movie, comics, and more. There'll be a lot of movies and comics dirt. I'm sure coming from him over the next couple days. So you can keep up with that at big gold belt on all your social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, X, whatever you want to call it these days <laughs> on all the stuff. Tout big gold belt. Yeah. Tout tout it out. <laughs> still. We will bring back tout TikTok and all that stuff at big gold belt. We'll have all kinds of stuff there. I'm sure some videos will be getting posted on the YouTube channel and all that. You can also keep up to date at biggoldbelt.com mm-hmm. on the full website for all the stuff that's going on between the wrestling movies, comics, and more. And as we said, next Thursday night, 8 PM, we will be back here to chop it up as we do with what's going on in wrestling. So thanks for tuning in tonight, folks. We will see you next Thursday. And until then, stay safe, watch some wrestling, and we will talk to you later.